Yeah. 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 Welcome to the Laptop Empires podcast featuring Mike Yanda and Bobby Hoyt. Sit back, relax, and learn how to make a crap load of money online. I will fire clients. Look, I'm just trying to stay married as hell. Listen, man, if they can't sell without paid traffic, they sure as hell can't sell with it. We always forget what we're talking about. Must be the one. I will earn that money back and destroy him. Dude, if your internet's going to be boo-boo this entire time, I'm going to be mad. Howdy and welcome to Laptop Empires podcast. We're your hosts, Mike and Bobby of LaptopEmpires.com, of course. Jordan knew that. So today we're going to talk about something um, we've actually been asked quite a few times since we started Laptop Empires, which is, are you going to do income reports? Mm. And the answer is no, no, no. we're not. <laughs> and so today we're going to be, this is like one of those episodes we have got a couple that we've wanted to do forever and we just never have gotten around to. So today we're going to talk about income reports, why we're not doing them for laptop empires and kind of our stance on income reports, which, you know, I think will be interesting. And this is kind of something to think about if you are a blogger, whether you should do them or not, you know, Bobby did income reports for years on millennial money, man. And, mm. uh, and we talked about, it. we really did. I think we did one income report when we launched laptop empires a year ago. Yeah. Yeah. We, we did, did like a single in- income report last July and haven't done them since. So why, why don't you kick us off, Bobby? I, I, this is gonna be a fun topic, I think. Yeah, no, it is. It, I have a, I have like a love hate thing with income reports because I did do them for a long time. And I think that they really helped me. I think they helped me grow my business quite a bit, but you know, as, as kind of time went on, I just decided, I mean, there was a lot of factors and we can dig into a lot of that in this episode. There were a lot of reasons why I was just like, okay, this is not, it's not the best thing for, for me personally anymore. It's not the best thing for the business anymore. It's not the right thing for laptop empires. Like there was just a lot that went into that. It was a really hard decision because I was really right. convinced, you know, this was a little bit, this is before I was more data driven and everything. Like we're getting a lot crazier with that stuff now, but like before I thought that the income reports might've been like the key to my success. And so I was like really, really hesitant and just kind of scared, honestly, to, to give them up or like to stop doing right. them. So that was something I decided to to stop doing. I think it was like in November of 2018 or something like that. And it, it was, and it actually, and I'm so glad that I did do that because I like, I will never do another income report again, <laughs> you know, but like, it was just one of those things where it was really tough to, to actually stop doing them. But once I did, I was like, oh man, I wish I had done this a year ago. Um, yeah. So it's just really interesting. Yeah. And it was interesting too, because when you stopped, you thought like everybody was going to notice and it was going to be like, you know, a problem or something and nobody <laughs> noticed. <laughs> I, got like two, I got like two emails about it. I was yeah. really surprised because I knew a lot of people actually read them, but I right. think, I think that it, it got to the point, like when I jumped in and I started doing those, it was a couple of years ago. And I remember seeing like the ones that I saw a lot were like Pat Flynn and John Lee Dumas. And I saw Michelle Schroeder's. And so I was like, you know, they were fun to do. I remember like really sitting down and enjoying those every month. That was like my favorite post to write. And over time, I feel like it just got saturated. Like I feel like everybody started doing them and it like, it wasn't really special anymore. And then I, I ran into this thing where I was like, I don't even know what, how this makes sense for like the vision of millennial money man anymore. Like if I, if my goal is to help people pay off student loans and make more money, save more money, pay off debt and all that stuff. Like how does me just throwing out like, Hey, 
I'm making a lot of money every month. Like that doesn't help anybody. And I think it's, it, I think it's kind of like, you know, almost kind of like defeating people a little bit, you know, like just making people feel like, wow, I can never get to that. And that's not really even based off any feedback. That's just my own like thought about it. I was like, this doesn't really right. make sense with what I'm trying to do anymore. Cause I'm not yeah. really trying to sell blogs, you know, like, you know, we, we do plenty of blog uh, affiliate revenue and all that kind of stuff, but that's not the main goal of millennial money, man. Like I'm not, it's not a blog about blogging. I got rid of that content a long time ago. So I just didn't feel like it was quite worth it. Right. And it's, you know, for me, when we first started and we were talking about it, I was very strongly against it because it made me super uncomfortable. And, you know, I actually, I, I will say I enjoyed reading your income reports after we started Laptop Empires because it was kind of like, fun to like hear your perspective on like what went on that month and like how it went. Like I lived it, but it was cool kind of like seeing you put it into words. Right. Um, So I I enjoyed reading them, but you know, that always made me like, I don't know. I just, I'm not the kind of person that you talk about money all the time. Like money, money, man. Like you talk about money. You're very open about all that kind of stuff. Like I, every time I talk about money, it makes me uncomfortable. (laughs) And so it's just, you know, it's not something like I don't have a problem talking about it when we're talking business or we're talking, you know, yeah, like yeah. that, but just to other people, I'm kind of like, it's none of your business. <laughs> and yeah. so that, you know, that was a struggle for me. And even, you know, we even talked about, you know, I'm going to talk about money for a second, but we talked about like my student loan payoff thing. And like when I yeah. paid off my student loans and we're like, you know, it's a good story and, you know, and there's, we can use it to kind of show the value of starting a side hustle because it allowed me to pay such a large amount of student loans off. But, you know, even I posted about it a little bit in our private group, what, yeah. a couple of days ago, I think Monday. Yeah. Uh, and I remember telling you, I was like, oh man, I felt, <laughs> I felt uncomfortable even just hitting send. And like my big thing is, you know, I was talking about to our students, I was just trying to show that like five years ago, I was starting this thing in law school to make a little extra money to pay my student loans. And then it was like, fast forward, you know, to 3.5 years ago. And it was yeah. like, I was leaving my job, you know, as an attorney and staying home, you know, with the kids and my side hustles let me to do that. And then with uh, my wife and I buying our property, we're going to build our house on. And so I had this picture of like, Hey, this is going to be my view for my office. It's pretty cool. And if you're feeling like you're struggling right now, like, you know, either don't limit your goals and don't get frustrated because, there's such a big possibility. Like I never could have imagined this, but even just like talking about that, I was thinking to myself, like, am I going to make people feel like bad? Right. Because I've done something. It's like, Oh, okay, great. Thanks for rubbing it in. Like that's cause that's how, you know, I felt and I didn't want to come across that way. And everybody found it to be like super motivational. And I think that's one of the pros of the income reports is that they can be very motivational for people. But it's kind of like you said with the, after a certain point, what is the value still there, you know? And that's, and I think that's one of those things, like it's always great. You mentioned Michelle's. Michelle's are great because you can see from like her making no money to her making a lot of money and you can see that growth. Yeah. And that's really cool, you know? But at the same time, a lot of income reports turn into, they're basically pitching, like masked pitching. Yeah to sign up for an email list or sign up for an affiliate program or, you know, join, you know, uh, buy a course or whatever. And, and we just kind of started feeling like, okay, that's not, it's, it's masked value. It's pretend value. It's not real. Yeah. I'd rather just pitch people like straight up. <laughs> you know, like, I'd rather just be like, Hey, here's my stuff. Buy it. You know, and I, I feel, you know, 
I think they're they're interesting because for me, I it was a little bit of both because it was like part of the goal was to to kind of like prove authority in the space and and right you know get people on my blogging email list and stuff. But I also did mine were a little bit more like life updates a lot of the time, right? With the blog income report, which I don't know if that's the right way to do it or not. That's just how I did it. But I actually kind of want to go through like the reasons that I stopped doing them because there's actually like, I've thought about this. I've given it a lot of thought because it used to be such a major part of the business, but there's like, it's multifaceted. So I'm going to go through. I'm, I'm curious to hear your reasons, but I want to like point out one thing that I felt was like the turning point for you mm-hmm. was you people in like real life <sighs> yeah. started finding out like you would meet somebody and then they would see your, your income report after they found out what you did and then would treat you differently. And I felt like that happening was like a big catalyst for you. That was, that was probably the biggest one. Yeah. I actually remember the date. Well, yeah, there were a couple. So like that, there was a particular instance that happened right after we moved into our house. And like, you know, what, before I had been living in an apartment, I didn't know anybody that lived around us. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. I, I just, I, I was fairly like isolated as far as like people I knew and that kind of thing. Like so my friends knew what was going on, but this was all before, like it got kind of crazy with laptop empires. Um, so I didn't mind doing them back then, but once like, once it started going, like we started popping these six figure income reports, like people change, <laughs> like people change the way they look at you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hadn't experienced that before. So I, I, you know, it was kind of like a slow burn sort of thing, but I was getting more and more uncomfortable and with doing them and like putting those numbers out. And then I remember we were at a, a like a party for, um, for the street. It was just like, everybody was getting together and meeting, meeting each other like for the first time. Barbecue kind of yeah. Thing. And it was, it was the first, you know, cause we live in a, a new construction area. So it's like everybody had new houses and everything. So we were out there and like, people were asking me what I did for a living. And, uh, I was, I didn't want to tell them, you know, like I was telling them like, uh, you know, I run a digital marketing agency, which is true, but I didn't want to tell them like, you know, I run millennial money, man, I run laptop empires. And so I was just like more and more uncomfortable with telling people about it. And at that same, that same night, we were all kind of like touring each other's houses. It got kind of late, you know, like everybody had had a couple beers. (laughs) So we were like, Oh, let's go look at everybody's houses. And people came into our house and, a a woman that lives on our street, like she looked at my office and she was like, wait a second, I know this office. And I was like, wait, what? Like, and she was like, I've seen this on CNBC. And I was like, Oh crap. Like nobody knew what I did for a living. (laughs) And then so they were like, she was like, you run millennial money, man. And I was like, how is that even possible? Cause like, I'm, you know, like being a blogger, you're like Z list famous. Like you're not like a, (laughs) no, but it's just, she just happened to see the CNBC thing. And so but then everybody pulled out their phones and I had the income report. That's back when the, the income report was like on the very front of the site. Right. And they all like, they looked at their phone and then they like looked up at me and I could tell it just changed. Like it was just all of a sudden it got awkward because they were like, Oh, this guy makes like a, like a stupid amount of money. Like, the, you know, it, it was just, it just felt very uncomfortable. And that was kind of the beginning of the end for me where I was like, I don't want, I don't want this business to make me feel uncomfortable. Like I don't want to be ashamed telling people what I do for a living. And they're like, when you, well, and it's not, it's not that you're ashamed. It's like, you know, the way I was explaining it's, it's, you're not ashamed of like what you do or, or anything. No. It's more that like you feel uncomfortable about potentially making someone else uncomfortable. Yes. Yeah. That was a big part of it. And, and, you know, honestly, I mean, it was, it was some, some things happened like with my family where it was like, kind of awkward for them too, because like I had gone from being a band director to like, you know, doing, doing really well in business. 
And it's like, you know, it's just, it makes it uncomfortable for everybody, you know? And then it's like, when you go out to dinner, like you feel like you have to pay for everything and they don't want you to pay for anything because they're like, no, we don't want to take any of his money. So it's, you know, and these are all, these are all like very like, I don't know, like these are all like good problems to have. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not like complaining about my life, but there were just so many like social aspects where I was like, okay, these are not worth it. Like on a personal level, not, notwithstanding like the business side of it, not making sense anymore. It's just like, right. I just don't want to put this information out there anymore. And I started to get like kind of paranoid about like, you know, when we have kids, like, do I really want to put this information out there when we have kids and like, right. The world's a crazy place, man. And, and it just, you, you just start to look at it and go like, ah, I just don't know if this is really like, there's no value in this anymore. They're just not worth it. Like, well, and we'll talk about like ideas we have and like how to do this, like other ways to do this, you know, when we get to the, you know, the end, but you know, there, there's, like I mentioned, there's some, there's value. There's definitely some value, but you know, we just felt like, you know, it was like not worth it. Like when you weigh the pros and cons, like it was not worth it. And right. I think another big piece, like was not just you having con- some, some awkward interactions, but there's also when you start to do well, there can be a lot of negativity, you know, yeah. of like people that are like, yeah, I don't believe me. You show me, show me your bank account. It's like, why right. would I show you my, my bank account? Like that's, why is that your business? Like, right. Yeah. It was one of those things like why share this at all, you know, cause it, at a certain point it almost starts to have a reverse effect. Right. You know? And then, yeah. yeah. And then, you know, just other things of like, it's time consuming. Like it's super time consuming. I remember yeah. you would spend an entire day or more on an income <laughs> report. Well, like yeah. The and first one we did took us forever. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, dude, when it, it was like when, when I was doing okay, like back in the very beginning when I was, when they were showing like six grand a month and seven grand a month, you know, it's great money, but it was a lot faster to do those because there, there weren't as many income streams. Like it wasn't as complicated once we started laptop empires and and it started doing really well, it was like, I felt like I would sit down for like six hours and like, you know, try to get all the numbers sorted out and like, where did this come from? Where did this come from? And it just, they started to get like just ridiculously complicated. And then I realized like, man, I'm spending like five or six hours telling people how much money I make instead of doing more things that are going to make me money. Like instead of, you know, like creating systems and processes and guiding the team on different things. Or creating things to help. them make money, which is like the, I mean, how we make money, you know? Right. Yeah. It's like, I could, you know, I could have, how many lead magnets could have, could I have spit out instead of like doing the income reports. So like that, that side of it too, started to get to the point where it was like, okay, this is just like, I'm spending an unbelievable amount of hours trying to sort through all this stuff when it's like, you know, what, what is the end goal? Like, just so I can be like, Hey, you know, I'm buy stuff for me because I'm doing well with this. It's like, I think that, you know, I think just, what we found and what I learned after I stopped doing them, because there was literally no effect on the income. It was just that if you put out good stuff, like good products, they'll, they'll sell well without you having to tell people that you're making money. Like it just, which is makes, you know, it's kind of like very obvious to me now looking back on it. Like, why didn't I stop doing them sooner? But you know, at the time I thought that those things were the reason that I was doing well. It goes to show like one of the positives of an, of an income report is people are interested, right? Like people are actually very interested in that. And, and it is, it's one of the more interesting things that bloggers put out because you get to see what they're doing and how they're doing. And there is 
usually some sort of personal aspect there. It's a good way to get to know them because they tend to share, here's what happened in my life or whatever, but they are good business growth tools, or at least they appear to be because you think you're directing people to your products or affiliate products, or you're growing your list from them. And that's true. That did happen. But as you know, we learned it was not as big of of a tool to grow your list and, you know, that sort of thing as we thought it was. Yeah. This is why you test everything, but it was one of those things like, I think you probably went longer than you and you would have because you were afraid to let go of it because there was going to be some sort of negative business impact. And then it was like nothing. Right. Yeah. No. And the other thing that was weird for me too, is like, (laughs) like it went, they went from like 10 or 12 grand a month to like 155 in January. So like they, they totally like, it wasn't like the slow growth thing. That's I do like Michelle's a lot because you see it from like $3 and you go like, wow, you know, I can see the journey. Mine was like, it went went from that to like, (laughs) boom. And it was like totally unrelatable, you know, cause that doesn't typically happen in business. I mean, the way that we did laptop empires and all of that and the way that it grew really quickly, like there was a lot of work and we've talked about that where it was like, I was building the email list and there was all this knowledge that we had gained and all that stuff. But like, it's a very unrelatable jump you know, <laughs> to just go to that kind of that level of, of revenue. So it just, yeah, it didn't make sense. And then the other thing too, I didn't want to lose, I didn't want to lose touch with my audience. Like not, not me actually like losing touch with who they are. Cause I feel like I'm, I'm really plugged into my audience and I put a lot of effort into that, but you I didn't want them to not be able to relate to you. Is that what you're yeah, saying? Yeah, kind of, because I mean like the, the reality is like, you know, I, I still am the guy that drives like a really crappy 2004 Yukon XL. Like it's still in my garage. I drive it all the time. You know, like uh, there are things in my life where I'm still very frugal, even maybe if I don't need to be um, just cause I'm kind of wired that way. But you know, I did, it's, it's just, I didn't want people to, to be like, Oh, well he makes a lot of money. Like he doesn't understand what it's like to have 40 grand of right. student debt and making a teacher salary. Cause I do understand that stuff. I mean, it wasn't that long ago when I was in that situation and I remember like how I felt and living in my in-laws and, and all that stuff. Like that wasn't, you know, that's still very fresh to me. So I just didn't want to, I didn't want to like create that, you know, that separation between me and the audience anymore. And so I think getting rid of them has helped with that. Like I, you know, I, I think that I'm still as much connected with my audience as I've ever been. And, and, you know, I think it's for the best, you know, to not put that information and not be throwing that stuff in their face all the time. Like, Hey, I'm doing really well. You know, it's just right. wasn't worth it anymore. So were there any other negatives to you? Like, was there, you know, I know you said there's a bunch of things we just covered a lot, but was there anything, yeah. any other little things before we move on? Yeah. I think, I think the last one is that it was like, uh, I felt like I was getting caught in like a comparison game. You know, it was like, you know, how much, how much is the business doing compared to like Pat? Or how much is it compared to, to what John Lee Dumas is doing or, you know, just anybody that puts out income reports. And that's one of those things that I've definitely, since we stopped doing, since I stopped doing the income reports, like I don't care nearly as much about what other people do in their business and how they grow it. And, right. you know, because I'm not looking at their stuff anymore. You just kind of like naturally look at their, at their income reports when you're doing them. Cause you're just like, huh, I wonder what they're doing. And now that I've stopped doing them, like, I don't, I don't even look at other people's businesses very often. I just focus on, cause we have so much crap we've got to do. <laughs> like there are so many things we're doing for laptop empires and millennial money, man, and just building it and building it the way we want to, that it's like, it, it's just, it's less noise in my head about like what people are doing that works. And, and the other thing about income ports that kind of sucks, and this is just online stuff in general is like most people just share their wins and they don't necessarily share like the difficult stuff that they're going through the, the ad spend that they totally wasted, you know, on things that didn't work and stuff like that. So it's just, 
I think it's just like healthier from a business owner perspective to not even look at other people's stuff. And so, you know, right. stopping them was kind of allowed me to just ignore everybody else. And focus on other things. Yeah. So I think, you know, a big thing for me, because we're like really kind of being negative toward this thing that's like a simple <laughs> for a lot of um, yeah, it's, yeah. bloggers. And now I will say, since we decided to stop our income reports, Pat Flynn's no longer doing income reports. Yeah, he stopped before I did, for sure. And then yeah. um, a lot of people couple, stopped. There's, some, there's a bunch of people that have stopped. Like it's kind of it's kind of interesting. I think people all kind of like hit this trend. I don't know. Maybe other people were. I I didn't realize Pat had done it before you stopped and we decided yeah. not to. Or I, I, we must have been talking about it. I think we were talking about stopping and then like he did it and it was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Well, I think you know I had a theory about all of that when that happened. And I don't know, I don't know, Pat, and this could be totally wrong, but my theory was that he, you know, he's been doing those things forever. And I have a feeling that he saw that the market was getting saturated with it and that everybody was starting to do it. And so, you know, he was probably, cause I started to see like, there started, there was like a negativity that was coming out toward income reports and it was, it was happening really slowly. Um, but I saw it a lot, like in the blogging community and stuff like that, where it was like, you know, people were upset because people weren't going into enough detail of like their expenses or they weren't, you know, sharing all of their losses. And it's like, what happens when you start sharing, it doesn't matter like what you share, people always want more. <laughs> like, so, you know, you could, you could give a, you could say like, Hey, you know, we spent, you know, five grand on Facebook ad lo- ads. How did month. you spend it? What did you do? Yeah. Yeah. And people like they want, they expect that because you're putting that information out. And so they're like, well, you need to share more. And so I think, I think that he probably, again, just speculating, probably saw that there was a saturation. It was like, you know what? I don't want to do these anymore. I'm going to pivot. You know, I'm going to, when everybody's doing this one thing, I'm going to pivot. And so I think what happened is that probably opened the door for a lot of people that were doing in reports and didn't really like doing them. Cause I couldn't have been the only one to go right. like, you know what? Maybe I don't need these things to run my business. Yeah. yeah. You know? so. Well, cause I kind of sidetracked this, but what I was getting at is I we're talking about like why we're not doing it and why right. you stopped. And I don't like to, it's one of those things like, if you're in the workplace or you're working with a team or something like you don't want to be the person that points out problems without offering solutions. Like I, I'm sure. a big believer in that. And so, yeah. you know, I kind of want to talk about like, what can you do, right? Like what are some other potential options? And and part of that will just be discussing something that like we may or may not do. <laughs> we haven't, <laughs> yeah. we haven't decided yet, but you know, I think the best, when you look at income reports, I think the real value is in sharing the journey. Right. Yeah. And it's how Gary V always talks about like document that you don't create, you document like that's yeah. one of the best ways to create social media content. And these in- income reports tend to be so end up getting so formulaic. But when you look at like people, especially like the early ones and how it started, it was very much sharing their journey. Yeah. And, you know, we kept talking about with LE, we're like, if we're going to do income reports, we need to make them valuable. Like, how do we make them valuable? Like, what can we put in there? And yeah. you know, can we share tips? Can we share strategies? How can we make it to where it's something that like, when people read it, they go, okay, cool. I'm going to go implement that in my business or I'm going to take action on that, you know? And yeah. so one of the things that we've talked about is shifting from a money focus to like a, like a growth report, like doing something sure. that's more about, you know, how's, your tra- how's our traffic email subs that kind of thing growing, you know, it's tough. Like the, you know, one of the downsides of doing that is that the reality in business is that money is the metric, right? List growth for list growth or traffic for traffic does not matter if it's not 
profitable, you know, yeah. like that's like, that's like ads, right? Like, okay, great. Spend all this money on ads, got all these leads. How many sales did you get? Oh, right. Okay. You know? <laughs> and so, so that's, you know, what, that's one of the things we're like, okay, how do we do that? But I think if you're maybe not wanting to go the income report route, you know, you could look at what we've been talking about, which is maybe just going and doing a review of like, Hey, here's what happened this month. Like here's yep. what we focused on. Here's what we tried, why it worked or why it didn't work. You know, here's what we learned. Here's our biggest takeaways. So I think if you are trying to, maybe you don't necessarily want to do income reports or maybe listen and go, okay, yeah, I, I don't think that sounds like something for me, but I still want to do something similar like you, because, because there are, there are a lot of benefits. Like I mentioned, you, you know, we would talk about like in, in the income report, it'd be like talking about the course, like here's how we had a launch and here's how it went and that kind of thing. And that naturally people would read it and go, oh, I didn't know they had a course. Right. You know, and then maybe they become interested in it. So there's definitely, or, you know, there's always, when you look at income reports, it's like, Hey, you know, here's my course on blogging. Like if you want to learn more about how to do this yourself. And I have, I kind of like these things in the especially for laptop empires where the goal is to help people create, you know, income streams to create right. a side hustle or some, something of that nature. And so I think it makes sense to be able to show like, look, here's what we did. Here's how you can do it too. Here's next steps, but trying to do it in a way where it is, it is like a value thing and not a, not braggy. I know, I know a lot of people aren't creating income reports to be braggy, but like, no. you know, that's, it can come off that way, you know? And so that, that's been our thing is like, if we're going to do this, we have to find out a way to make it, useful for the readers, like right. where they take something, you know, actionable away from it. I think if you're trying to figure out what you can do, I think doing some sort of growth report showing how your traffic and like the different things you're doing is growing or, or just doing like a life update thing. Like even if you just wrote an article that's like, Hey, here's what life was like for me in July and here's how right. the business did and here's how the family is. And like, you know, your readers, I think that even all that alone would be super valuable because your readers they, they follow you because you're a person, right? Yeah. Like, and this is a big thing, you know, I know, I know you've learned about Millennial Money Man is like people follow your personality and they like your story and they like your personality more so than like the article about Mint. Right. Right. You know, like, yeah, that's what gets them in the door is they want to know about budgeting apps or something but then they read your emails or they find your community and they find people that they like. So it's good to kind of share and to be open and to give people a peek into your life because it kind of binds your audience to you a little bit and it helps you grow in that way. Yeah. So, so, you know, if you're, I offer all this, I'm curious to hear your thoughts, but I offer all this just because it's like, we're talking about this because we chose not to do income reports, but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't, Right. It might right. make sense yeah. for your business. It might make sense for you. You have to make that judgment. But if you feel like it doesn't for some reason, and you're still wanting to do something. I think that there's other ways that you can do it. You just have to yeah. get creative. And honestly, if you can get creative and you can do something that people really enjoy, then that's you zagging, right? Like that's everybody zigging, you're zagging, you're standing out from the crowd. That is going to grow your audience. So always be creative and look for new ways to do things. For us, we just haven't personally figured out the best way for us to do it, like to where we're going to commit to it. See, yeah, it's interesting. And I definitely like, hopefully it doesn't come across that we're like 
crapping on income reports because I did them for a long time. It would be super hypocritical if I was like, you know, income reports are stupid. They just ended up, it evolved into something I didn't want to do, but I enjoyed doing it for a long time. And I think they really helped my business. And, you know, I think it was a good thing for a long time. Um, You know, so if people are doing income reports, you know, good for, you know, good for them, (laughs) especially the people that are really doing like people that are like doing a good job of like sharing information. Nobody shares everything. Like everybody's got their like secret sauce stuff that they don't actually share. But I think if you can put some actionable stuff in there to actually, to really help people, it's great. I think honestly that, you know, if it was me and I was like not wanting to do an income report, but I wanted to do what you were talking about with like building the audience and all that kind of stuff and building trust. Like I think the formula that we, we use is really good of, of, email marketing that's like legit email marketing where you share your story and it's very story driven and gets people to good content. Like I think the formula of just creating the best piece of content that you possibly can and then using email marketing to get them there is a really good substitute for traffic reports or anything like that. Cause you're, you're building that personal touch, you know, that kind of connection with the audience and then you're sending them to really, really good content that you spend a lot right. of time producing. And I, I feel like we are starting to figure that out with our own content a lot better. So like, I like that formula. I think it's more flexible and you don't have to, you're not like, you know, kind of married to this income report or traffic report idea. You're just putting out awesome content, connecting with people and then sending them to really, really solid content that actually helps them. Yeah. I think too, a last consideration for anybody thinking about doing anything in your business is you have to look at it and look at the time you have and decide whether it's a worthwhile investment of your time. And I think when I'm sure for you, when you were earlier on in millennial money, man, you had the time and it made sense (laughs) to do it. And like, you know, and like you said, it was fun. You enjoyed it as our business has grown as millennial money, man's grown as laptop empires has grown, you know, the, the time investment became less useful, right? Like it was like, okay, what, what is the actual ROI of this action? And I, and that might, you know, the reality is like, you have to be very transactional with a business and everything you do. You have to look at every single thing you do and say either, is this worth the money or is it worth the time? Because you can't do everything. And, you know, for us, it was something that it was like the time could be better spent elsewhere. Right. Yeah. So that's something you need to think about too. And we have to do that with everything and we have to constantly reevaluate. Like sometimes you start doing something and then you have to go, okay, I need to do this differently or I need to change, you know, like, because the time distribution isn't, making sense or whatever it may be. So that's, I think was one of the bigger considerations for us. And I think that's something that if you're doing an income report or you're doing anything in your business, like be evaluating that, what are you getting for that time? Right. And, and I think there's two things like you gotta, it's not just money. Like it's not just, is this thing earning me money, but is it, is this thing growing my business? Is it moving it forward? You know, there's certain things that we do just because like we want to do them because we think that there's this intangible benefit, right? Like there's a lot of things you and I do, Bobby, that have like, we know that there's some benefit to our audience, but it's not a measurable benefit. But then you have to go, okay, is the time away from your spouse, your family, yeah, that worth it? You know, and then that has to be calculated into it too, because that's, that's the hardest thing I know for me. You know, I think one of the hardest things as a business owner is withholding your obsessive desire to do everything, (laughs) you know, to, to the detriment of your family, you know, like I'm, I'm a very ambitious person. I'm a very motivated person. And I, I'm like, man, how much more, you know, how much more successful would I be as a business person if I was single and I was just locked in my 
apartment every day, just working around the clock because I could do that, you know? Yeah. Um, but that's not healthy. That's not my life. And the reality is maybe I wouldn't be as successful because even though I'd be doing more stuff, I wouldn't be as relatable. Right. You know, so <laughs> you got to keep those kind of things in yeah. there. So you have any final words on this? I mean, uh, no, well, I'm going to say, I always do that where I'm like, no. And then I, then I keep talking. I, I think it just comes down to doing what you feel comfortable with in your business. Like I got to a point where I felt trapped by the income reports where I was like, man, I have to do these. I don't want to do them anymore, but I have to do it. And I think that, I think you should always be evaluating your business and going like, am I growing the business to suit the lifestyle that I want? Or am I creating something where I'm becoming trapped by my business? And a lot of people, like I know I started blogging and all that stuff because I didn't like my teaching job and I wanted more freedom and, and all of that. And I like, especially in the past, like, you know, five or six months, I've been trying to shed all of the things that make me feel kind of trapped in my business and get back to why I started all of this in the first place. You know, and that comes with a lot of things like not trying to grow too fast, not trying to scale too fast, not trying to like hire too many people too quickly. Like those are all things that can kind of trap you, you know, and there's just, there's just a lot of things like that. And so I think if you, if you are doing something like if you're putting out content that you don't like, or if you're, you know, using some kind of strategy that you don't feel comfortable with, just stop doing it. And it's going to be fine. Most people don't care. Like I said, I thought that I was going to get a ton of blowback from people that were like, where'd the income reports go? And I got like two emails, you know, like it was crazy. I was like, I can't believe that I put so much value on this thing that people are, they can live without it. Like it's not that big right. of a deal to them. And there, you might be doing something in your own business right now where you feel like you can't stop doing it, but the reality is you can do whatever the hell you want. It's your business. So you might as well, you know, might as well do that. Truth. That's a good point. And I think we could probably do like talk an entire episode about this concept of like, what is going to make you happy? Yeah. And, like doing that. I think we should do that. You know, you and I had a conversation the other day. I was, it was pretty grumpy and I sat down and I just said, okay, what's causing stress in my life right now? And what could I do that would eliminate that stress or make me happier? Right. And I yeah. just, I wrote a list of things and I was like, if I did this, this, and this, I'm going to be better. And some of it was elimination and some of it was addition. And yeah. so I think that's, that should be the, that's the big evaluator at the end of the day is it's not the money. It's not everything else. It's what is helping me build the life I want and what's going to make me happy and yeah. reduce stress. Right. So, yeah. um, Great, great final point. So everybody, thank you so much for listening to the Laptop Empires podcast. We appreciate it. Please subscribe. If you've made it all the way to the end and you're not a subscriber, you should be. Like, come mm. on, you want to yeah. hang out with us. It's like, uh, was it Tony that that said, I think it was Tony that said in our group the other day, he was like going on a road trip and he was, uh, yeah. I'm going to go hang out with my buddies, Bobby and Mike, because I feel like I'm hanging out with them when I listen to him in the car. And then yeah. he commented on, he got to hang out with Rachel too. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. With us. So, um, so that's, you know, that's pretty cool. Cause that's, we're just trying to have a conversation. So, and then join the conversation, shoot us an email team at laptopempires.com. Comment on the podcast. If you're listening on our website, um, if you got any ideas, anything you want to hear about, we always want to know that so we can talk about it and uh, we'll see you next time. You've been listening to the laptop empires podcast with Mike Yonda and Bobby Hoyt. For more information and the resources mentioned in this episode, go to laptopempires.com forward slash podcast. 